Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. first and it is the lunar new year the year of the black water rabbit and the color black and the water element represent the northern part of the five color spectrum that you find in the korean Wubang colors north represents the color black and represents the element of water and so people are recommended to eat foods that have the color black in it like with soy sauce people are recommended to take care of their body where water is flowing like their bladder or their reproductive organs so bladder health um you know hydration things like that are emphasized and also the season is winter so the winter months of 2023 like right now for instance are a good time to set new intentions like Yesterday was the new moon, the new moon, and the lunar new year are moments of new intention setting. So if you're into that kind of stuff, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I had a really fun weekend, actually, and I spent a lot of my energy building up to last night where I was hired at the Soho house to offer lunar new year tower card readings. And I have given tower card readings to people before, but like mostly like on a private individual basis this was for hire and it was a job so I was sitting for like I don't know something like seven hours straight just reading tarot cards for people and it was intense I mean it was a marathon but I also had a lot of fun and I learned a lot about people and myself and the universe and it was it was a great time like I always thought that I was not built for the service industry and I'm not like I was fired twice. No, three times, technically. I mean, I was fired numerous times, like, while working as a waitress and a hostess, you know? Like, there was a time when I was working as a hostess, and, like, I just hated the customers, you know, even though I was, like, the front of the house. I was the face of the restaurant, and I would be rude to customers, and then customers would complain about me on the restaurant's Yelp review, and then the owner would see it, and he would fire me, which is, like, duh of course he fires me like I I was a shitty hostess you know so we thought I was not meant for the service industry but it's the food industry that I'm not meant for when it comes to like mysticism and divinity work and energy reading and making people laugh I mean to an extent a lot of like psychic work is performance it's a performance art and I really enjoyed myself while doing these readings for people and there were a couple of people who like got emotional you know and when they were feeling emotional like I felt emotional it was like very interesting and I don't know I I hope that what I offered was helpful to people but most of all fun and that was sort of the takeaway like a lot of people took away from the whole experience saying that that was a lot of fun and that it was a really good time so that's all that matters to me and uh yeah it looks like I have a little bit more confidence around my, you know, mystic practice 
if you will. Even though uh, I gave like all these readings and I had a great time the other night, I was also really exhausted because, it, you know, my karmic energy is spent, you know, like talking for hours and hours and like listening to people and giving them advice and da da da. It's like, it's very draining. So this morning after I left Soho House, like they were very kind to me. The staff at Soho House, they were very kind to me. Like they even booked me a hotel room and I got to spend the night at this beautiful hotel. And it was really, really awesome. So this morning, like I got a smoothie and then I went for a hike so that I could, you know, be surrounded by nature and sort of quiet the mind or whatever. And this thought came to me that even in the darkest hour of humanity, like even when the absolute worst thing takes place, there's always a higher purpose behind it. And this is what I was thinking about. And then when I got home, I was reading the news and I found out that there was a mass shooting in Monterey. I lived in Monterey, which is just outside of east of Los Angeles. And it's a very densely Asian populated area. And it's very residential. There are a lot of young families there, a lot of children there. There are beautiful parks there. There are amazing restaurants there. And there was this tragic mass shooting as people were entering into the Lunar New Year, a day of celebration. And, you know, it's it's fucking horrifying, right? That guns are going into the wrong hands. And, I mean, the fact that guns even exist, I suppose. But I found it very interesting that I had this very optimistic and positive sort of viewpoint this kind of perspective as I was hiking and then I came home to this tragic news right and part of my new intention setting for the lunar new year that I wrote down in my journal this morning when I first woke up is that I want to always try and see the good in people this is not something that comes to me naturally I suffer from a trauma disorder so I am very much like a hyper vigilant, you know, like I have to be always on guard and be ready to defend myself, right? And it's a, it's a exhausting way to live, but I'm trying to treat that a little bit by doing the opposite. I am trying to see the good in people right now, and while this is not something I can see any good, I am going to try and look at the bigger picture of how it fits into the whole puzzle of humanity and the world at large and then the universe and what have you so we don't have all the answers but i do know that right now in this moment my love and thoughts are with my asian american community in monterey i got an email from a couple of different people asking me to cover this show would you like a cup of coffee which is a very unique show it is currently on netflix if you're in the united states then you can access this show on netflix but it is not a network television show. It is a show made by Kakao. So Kakao Talk is a uh, messenger app that Korean people use. And Kakao Talk now has Kakao Talk TV or something like that. So I guess Kakao members can stream television on their apps. So this is a production for this app. It is a web production. And oftentimes when we think of web productions, we're thinking, oh, it's going to be super violent. It's going to be out of control and, you know, like HBO Showtime level of like sexuality and whatever. But no, this is a very tame drama. In fact, it's not even tame. It's like compared to, I mean, I don't know, 
compare it to any other K drama you've seen that's <laughs> that's uh, made for streaming only, like Squid Game and I don't know Silent Sea, like whatever. Those shows are pretty violent, action and plot driven, right? Thriller, horror, blood, gore, violence, smoking, blah blah blah. This is not at all like that. This this show is like. If you're looking for a show that is, uh, that's gonna chill you out, okay, something to just kind of have in the background as you like, as you make yourself a cup of coffee or do the dishes, okay. If you're looking for something like a spa day of a K drama, this is the show to see. All right. If I'm being perfectly frank with you, this is not the kind of show that I would have typically have gone for. You know, the cast and the topic is not at all something I would try and watch. But I'm glad I was asked to cover the show because I actually quite enjoyed it. All right. Would You Like a Cup of Coffee is a slice of life chamber piece. And it is based on a comic written by Ho Young Man. Ho Young Man is an illustrator and uh, artist who is based in Korea. He's been active since the 1970s and he's published dozens and dozens of comic strips that date back many, many decades. And a lot of his comics have been adapted into TV shows and films, the most famous of which is Tatcha, which came out in 2008 for SBS. I also remember watching Asphalt Man, which came out in the early 90s. That was like a big budget overseas production for South Korea at the time. Uh, Lee Byung-hun is in it. Uh, I think Jung Woo-sung is also in it. And Young it is in it. Uh, also, American comedian Johnny Yoon. He's also in that show. It's very interesting. But uh, if you compare this show, Would You Like a Cup of Coffee, to Ha Young-man's other storylines, like Tacha and Asphalt Man, this show is like nothing like those other shows. This show is about like a young man who's trying to apprentice as a barista, okay? He's not trying to apprentice as a fucking police officer or some kind of sailor. It's not like, it's not like a man, like a man, manly man job, okay? Like, this is, he wants to be a barista, okay? Working in the service industry, in the coffee industry specifically, in a very small coffee house, in a very quaint part of, I don't know, are they in Seoul? It looks like Seoul, but a very quaint, quiet part of town. And it's very personal. Each episode is very short as well. And the plot is like very uh, encased into each episode. Like if there's an inciting incident, it's a very mild one. And then they resolve it very easily and smoothly by the end. And it's like this really lovely um, layered you know, peeling back the layers of humanity kind of storytelling that I really enjoyed. What I also appreciate about this show is that it's 25 minutes long, okay? It's not 25 minutes long with 36 episodes or, you know, whatever. It's not, like, super long like that. It's 25 minutes long and, like, 12 episodes, right? Very manageable, you know? It's like watching this show felt like a tapas experience, okay? Small bites, I can focus on each plate. They're simple. I know what it's about. I know what I'm getting. I'm not going to overwhelm my digestive system. Okay. Like this was like a nice, easy to digest tapas experience of a K-drama. So if that is what you're looking for to chill yourself out, to give yourself a spa day after seven hours of energy work with tarot cards in one night, 
then this is the kind of show that you could turn on while you're soaking in the bath. I was also asked to uh, recommend a Korean coffee house in Koreatown here in Los Angeles. The uh, coffee house that I like to go to is Alchemist Coffee. I would not recommend their coffee. I don't think their coffee is very good, actually. Their coffee is like just whatever. If you want good coffee, go to like Verve or uh, Blue Bottle. There's another one. It's called like the Boy and the Bear. It's over in Pasadena. Their coffee is also pretty good. But yeah, Alchemist Coffee. In terms of a cafe, that's like... It's like an okay place to swing by and visit if you're in LA. I think my favorite episode on this show was episode six. And it's the one with the character Guang. He's the Vietnamese Korean character. He's a migrant worker and a construction worker who is about to leave Korea. And he wants to have his final cup of instant coffee in that particular machine. Like that's in the middle of town and i remember thinking like wow this is such an interesting character and there's such an interesting exchange between kubi and guang because kubi is how do i put it he's unwittingly projecting pity and a sense of charity onto guang you know like he's like oh like let me give you money so that you could get this coffee and guang's like why why would you do that like i have money (laughs) i have money it's just that the machine's not working that's the issue right like and i just remember thinking i know what that feels like you know but this is happening from a south korean employee to a migrant worker a vietnamese migrant worker right so there's economic disadvantages and advantages here there are racial disparities and colorism going on okay uh there's a global hierarchy indifference that is also at play here and it's such a subtle thing but it was so poignantly delivered and it was speaking volumes and i was just like what a clever clever use like just with the writing and also with the acting and the directing i felt like those three things were just so perfectly aligned in that episode that i was really impressed i also think that when that young woman had the uh the video camera and she was sort of recording each individual person's monologues talking about like something that they have you know, going on in their minds, like being vulnerable and revealing something about themselves. I thought Guang's appreciation that he was showing to his manager was surprising and moving. Because as a scholar and an academic, I read a lot of politically activated perspectives on the migrant laborer situation in South Korea. And of course, the injustices that abound in those workspaces uh, between bosses and workers, you know, like Korean bosses and migrant workers, like historically and consistently, it's been very, very tense and contentious. But in this instance, Guang is apologizing to his manager through this video and he doesn't know if it's ever going to reach him, but he's just saying, like, I'm sorry I left without saying goodbye, but I want to thank you for your kindness. And 
I was just like, this is, this is such an important moment because we don't realize and we don't want to think or believe that there are nice exchanges and nice relationships between Korean bosses and migrant workers too, right? Because when, when I, as a scholar and an academic, from a politically activated mind, if I lean into, well, here are the disparities, here are the inequalities, and given these inequalities and power dynamics, these kinds of people, like the vulnerable and then the advantaged, they will become, this relationship will become inevitable, right? So based on that, it's like, you know, oh, injustice, right? Uh, these people should be pitied, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it creates a certain kind of narrative, but, but that is one-dimensional, you know? Like, scholars don't want to admit that. Scholars try and say, like, we're trying to add more dimension here by looking at the power disparities. But I'm like, these power disparities are, they're not the only things that exist, you know? Like, where's the heart? And that's where media in it and art are very important, right? Like, that's where media and art do something that academia cannot do. And this is a very important realization. And it's something that I'm really exploring deeply right now, just on my own. And it's going to inform my book a great deal. Like, I'm really excited with where I'm at with my book right now. And I'm really excited to share it with you all because I haven't, I haven't been realizing what I've been doing with this podcast by combining academic scholarship with, you know, my own goofy personality and my comedy career and my own personal emotional shit. Like, I haven't been understanding exactly what this combination or this alchemy is going to result in. But what it's resulting in at the moment is a very big learning lesson for me. And I'm learning something huge right now. Like it's like growing every single day. And it's definitely driving and fueling my writing right now. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And this episode, episode six in Would You Like a Cup of Coffee, uh, definitely illuminated that point even more for me. (laughs) 